0: The unprecedented upheaval around the spread of COVID-19 has injected stress into our daily lives in ways that were almost unthinkable a few weeks ago. But our ability to manage that stress can have a direct impact on our ability to stay well. I'm Gina DiPietro with Novant Health Healthy Headlines. In this episode, Roland Wilkerson talks with integrated medicine physician Dr. Russell Greenfield about how stress can affect our daily health and what we can do to take better care of ourselves.
1: Hi, Dr. Greenfield, thanks for joining us today. I'm gonna start out with a heavy-duty question. So there's this thing called the mind-body duality in which physicians believe that the mind and the body were completely separate. So in other words, how you felt mentally had no impact on your physical condition. And I think maybe that that's evolved over time. Where are we today on that? It certainly has
2: evolved. It's a really good question. Physicians like myself of a certain age we're actually taught you know, the mind-body duality, that the mind kind of exists separate from the rest of the body and should be treated in that way. But now we have excellent research suggesting that what we call psychosocial stress, the things in our lives that might actually cause us anxiety or stress, actually have a significant impact on our physical health and well-being. And that's because of the release of these compounds called cytokines and other things that actually can impact inflammation and other processes in the body that have a direct impact on our physical health. So indeed, there is no real separation between mind and body. Um, it's all
1: part of us as a unique system and a unique individual. So you mentioned research. Talk a little bit about that. What, what's been done to show how the mind and the body are linked? Well, think of it for a moment outside the research sphere. For any
2: of us who might be under stress at any given time, or not getting enough sleep, And if it's cold and flu season, for example, are we more likely to get that illness if we're under stress? The answer is yes, not because there's something wrong with our immune system, but because it might be operating on fumes because we're simply not at our best. When you look at the research around this, it shows over and over and over again that continued even low-level stress, low-level anxiety, can have an impact on our immune system's function. Now, stress in and of itself doesn't cause illness. It doesn't cause heart disease. It doesn't cause cancer. But it can have an impact on the normal functioning of our immune system and make it less than normal. So if we participate in healthy stress management techniques, we help to keep ourselves overall healthier, including our physical bodies.
1: And what What are a few basic stress management techniques that we can employ in in everyday life? We're all running from one thing to another, so it can feel like a big homework assignment to try to do this. It's a wonderfully put
2: question, because one of the things we ask people to do is in the midst of all the craziness, all the running around, is take a few moments to pause. We're not gonna actually ask people to stop because there's just too much going on, but all of us can take an opportunity to just pause. And it brings out an important distinction people often think that rest and sleep are the same thing but they're not sleep happens when we're asleep rest actually happens when we're awake and everybody needs the opportunity to take a little break and rest because it just again fills our reserves gives us the opportunity to participate and act at our optimal selves and do the best that we can now beyond that there are many many effective and healthy ways to manage stress It should be noted that sometimes people participate in activities to manage stress that actually aren't all that healthy. They may turn to risky behaviors or um, certain substances or may just redouble their efforts at work, but those aren't necessarily healthy ways to manage stress. We would encourage people to find the ways that help them to manage their stress, their anxiety, that actually are good for them. It could be laughter. It could be hanging out with friends who make them feel good. It might be watching an inspirational show or listening to music. It might be participating in our spiritual practices and attending services. It could be going and talking to a therapist, something I'm a really big supporter of because we may have good friends and family that we can speak to about things, but honestly, it helps to have an objective partner sometimes to talk about all the things that are going on in our lives. Fortunately, many, many different techniques, meditation, yoga, even clinical hypnosis, all different types of techniques that we can participate in. We just have to be kind enough with ourselves to say, hey, we deserve this and we're going to explore it for our benefits.
1: What do you do when things get tough? Um, The world feels like it's speeding up. Um, Sometimes it feels like there's just more hostility around us or more just bad things happening. What do you do when things go from bad to worse?
2: You know, I think we find comfort in a sense of certainty. But to be honest, um, there's very little certainty to be had anywhere in the world, including in our own lives. And so it behooves us, it's a really good idea, to work towards getting comfortable with the idea of uncertainty. And in a setting that is uncertain, to do our best to take control of what we can. As has been taught for many, many years, we can't control everything that's going on around us, but we can control our response to everything that's going on around us. And so some of those practices about stress management are very good practices of just being in this moment. Regardless of what happens outside of us, we can't change the past. We can't control the future, but we can control this moment and the way we respond
1: to it. So I, I love uh, what you had to say on about dealing, learning to deal with uncertainty. So how do you do, how do you become comfortable with uncertainty? Because I think it drives a lot of people just completely nuts. So it's really, um, less of an either, or than it
2: is an, and so we can understand that we are in uncertain times and still participate in the activities that give us comfort. We may be feeling ill. We may be worried about a loved one. We may be worried about what's going on in the world these days. And we can, acknowledge that, but not let it take over our being, not let it interfere with our day-to-day activities that make us feel loved, that make us feel connected. And so it is a practice. I don't mean to say that it's easy because oftentimes it's not. But if we come back to this moment, this is the way the experts speak about it. If we come back to this moment because we can decide, we can choose how we're going to respond to all the things that are happening to us and where we can take control, we really should try to do that.
1: So you treat cancer patients. How have you seen uh, this philosophy work with them?
2: There are many sources of fear in our lives, cancer being a very big one, whether it's the fear of ever coming down with it, the fear that may be associated with treatment of it, or the fear of recurrence. And again, we come back to this teaching about being in this moment. Thank goodness we see so many people who have been successfully treated for their cancer and that fear about recurrence is a real one but if they stay in this moment because many of these folks are doing very very well and their lab tests and their scans suggest that as well but they are oftentimes saddled with that question what if but the what if we can control to some degree only by participating in healthy activities like eating well and getting enough sleep and you know taking care of ourselves in all the ways that are important to us including If we're well right now, staying in that moment. Right now, everything is good, and in this next moment, and in this next moment. If it is a bad moment, again, what the experts recommend is don't push it aside. Don't try and push it somewhere we don't have to visit it because it will revisit us at another time, which is more than likely beyond our control when it happens that way. But take control of it, experience it, process it, and then do your best to let it go and stay in the moment. Now again is this easy it's not it's a practice but that's why we ask people to start the practice right now because it can really make a big difference for all of us i will share with you that when i first learned this i was very skeptical and i was also a person my background is actually in emergency medicine right and i was convinced that i didn't have stress that i was one of those people who ate stress that's why i chose emergency medicine But it was only through gentle learning and gentle prodding that i realized Oh my, I'm just like everybody else. Everybody has stress in their lives and yet very, very few people possess adequate Are there energy. any
1: things you see patients do when it comes to being mindful and managing stress that um, you often tell them to kind of gently to, to work harder on or to think about more?
2: Well, you know, it's really an invitation uh, to a conversation to find people's, oh, their, they're, what is most important to them, to find out what that might be, what's you know, their values system, and how we can align our recommendations along with their values. And so for some people it might be, again, it might be attending services, it might be listening to music, for others it might be meditation, for others still it might be exercise, and for others still it might be laughter, and yet for others it might be all of those things. So we engage in a conversation of possibility an offering of which of these different activities might be best for you. And if they are participating in activities that may not be in their best interest, perhaps having you know, two glasses of wine every night or doing things of that nature, we say we understand and you know, we want you to have joy in your life and we want you to have an occasional splurge, but we also want you to be safe. And there may be safer ways to participate in your plan of managing stress. And we explore these things together. Rather than it being a prescription It's really more of a partnership to figure out what might be beneficial and then to give people the freedom to say, hey, you have value. You are worth it to take some time out each and every day to create some space where you can pause, reflect, perhaps offer gratitude, perhaps offer forgiveness, because really forgiveness is really more about ourselves than it is for anybody who has wronged us to create balance, to create peace in any way that we can because that's the part of all of this that we actually have some control over.
1: And so it sounds like you've got to make an active decision to do this.
2: I think that's part of it. and But another way to put it is we all really could benefit from being just a little more kind with ourselves. There are, most people in the world are really oh, genetically prone to making certain they're taking care of everybody all around them. And to take care of oneself seems like selfishness. We're not asking people to be selfish. We are asking them to behave in ways that are more self-sustaining, so that they can continue their good work for many years to come, and there's a big difference. Most people are actually not selfish, but we can all do a little bit better being just a little kinder with ourselves so that we can continue our good work supporting others.
0: Gina DePietro again. To reiterate what Dr. Greenfield said, taking basic steps to manage stress in your life can actually impact your overall health. Be kind to yourself. Try to work in a few activities that make you feel better and focus on things that are under your control rather than the things you can't. If you missed our podcast with Dr. Greenfield on whether or not you can boost your immunity system, be sure to check it out. It was one of our most popular episodes ever. And don't forget, we have new podcasts all the time. Most of our episodes are just 15 minutes. Thanks for listening.